Hello everyone, it is Shiggy. Hi guys, it's Troy. And welcome back to the Pipe Bombshell Podcast, episode 6. A lot of things, well, yeah, a couple a lot of a couple of things have happened this week. We got the return of NXT UK, and of course, everything else that we will cover on this episode. So Troy, how is the how is college man? Are you dying already or what? Girl, it feels like hell week and I'm just I'm just glad that we're doing this at the end of the week, you know, to kind of like make things more calm and talk about things that I love, not things It's that true. I'm supposed to do. It's like girl, yeah, yeah, we have lots of things to do to like do and like to submit already by Monday. No comment. Whatever. Let's talk about This is wrestling. the best way to procrastinate. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Okay, so I guess let's just get to it. Let's go. So first things first in this week, of course, as usual, we got to see Monday Night Raw. And starting us off, we got to talk about that retribution promo that we got. It was really quick. But, mm-hmm. girl, it's I think it's a general consensus by now that it's 100% Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. Like, for sure, who are there. So... You go first. What do you think of Mercedes and Mia? Period. They both absolutely deserve it. And, you know, Mia has been in NXT for quite a long time now. And Mercedes, just like what I said last week, um, even though she's a bit newer to NXT, if I'm not mistaken, she was only signed last December, officially signed last December. And she just she's just in the older side of among the women. And she only has a couple of years left with her career. So why not spend it on the main roster? I'm so happy for these two women. Uh, hopefully a new tag team as the tag team division has been kind of lacking right now. So let's just see what WWE does with them. Same, same. Like, you know, I really love Mercedes and Mia by themselves. But like together with like their characters as really badass, like, street fighter women type of character thing you know you get the point but you know that dynamic itself is just so great but i also want to ask you because i highly doubt that mercedes and me are the only women in retribution so do you have any other theories on who else might be in this group i feel like they're gonna be the main five because like in the in the opening there yes. were five yeah. main people And I don't know, perhaps if they're really going to stick with this whole a lot of members kind of deal, like what the Dark Order does. Like, since we haven't seen much sign of her anywhere, and she was allegedly called up, Vanessa Bourne. Ooh, actually, you know, actually, I'd love to like, I was, I would also want to say, I, I would say Chelsea as well, but... I don't see WWE putting Chelsea in that kind of role since, yeah. you know, WWE loves the diva. Uh, up to now, the WWE divas, likes the yes. diva kind of, like, aesthetic and gimmick. And that is something that Chelsea can definitely pull off. Definitely. All right. So, moving forward, um, this was a really, it was a really short segment. I'm not sure if you even remember, but I want to talk about it, like, real quickly. Um. Okay. Oh my god, like last week, I was about to say Lana Del Rey again, but Lana <laughs> had a backstage segment with Angel Garza to which Zelina Vega interfered, and you know, the whole men's storyline, we know that, but what do you think of Zelina finally snapping? Like, she, I think she said something like, I can't do this anymore, and then she like, walked out of the men. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. Also, what, what I love, I, I'm not sure if it was Joey Mayberry or 
Um, I'm not sure, but I, someone someone on Twitter posted like tweeted like playing the role of Demi Brunette, Lana. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm not sure. It might have been. It might have been. Well, I'm not sure. I'm no not comments. Sure. I that. Yeah, what, whatever <laughs> happened? So... Whatever happened to her? Should Are they filming the Bachelor now? I don't know. Maybe no, I don't, perhaps. I, I don't watch that show, so like Same. whatever. She probably. Like, I think it's about time. A lot of people don't really appreciate Selena's wrestling ability, and it seems like she's going to be a full-time competitor now. So, um, a loss for the SmackDown Women's Division since SmackDown, the SmackDown Women's—I'm sorry, I hate to say it—but the SmackDown Women's Division right now, besides Bailey and Sasha Banks, and to an extent, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, is a mess. Definitely. It's like a bit, it's a bit sad, like. A good fifth for that would have been Mandy Rose, but guess what? She's on Raw. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, I, I think we'll about, talk about Mandy later. Yeah. So I think it's about time for Selena. That's that's kind of it. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time, definitely, because like people, well, people who haven't seen her in like say the Indies or even in in Impact, you know, people may not know the the wrestling abilities that she's had, even though she's had a couple of matches in WWE as well. But girl, we know that she can deliver. Like I've seen her do moonsaults. I've seen her do DDTs into like yes. Delta worlds and all of that shit. Perfect. And I want to see her be able to do that. But before it's- we get to her segment, with the champion. Also, random plug before we get oh, to that. that. Sorry. What's is that, that okay? Yeah, it's fine. What's is that, that okay? Okay, fine. My bad. Oh. But like, if you want to see how much Zelina can definitely deliver in a WWE stage, I recommend watching her Worlds Collide match with Piper Niven. Is it a is it a five star oh quality God. match? It was was it a five star oh quality God. match? No, no, but it delivered so <laughs> it much. Delivered. It yeah. delivered. Like I would give it three and a half stars, and that's already pretty high. <laughs> Actually, actually, I actually forgot Such about that match. match. But yeah, it was pretty good considering, like you know, Piper's like you know this big girl and Zelina's like mm-hmm. really tiny, and like it Zelina really was does. able to like you know what do you call they this? Look at each other so well. well yes. Came yes, we we love worlds collide. You know, seeing random mixes going in there, going at it in the ring. But yeah, so we gotta talk about this upcoming match, um, making James and Oscar. For the Raw Women's Championship. But before we get into, you know, the inevitable ending that we will talk about a lot, um, what did you think of the match itself? I think you should start off. I've been starting off for a couple of times. So how about you? What do you think? All right. So, you know, it, it was a great match. I, I feel like, you know, their takeover match was much better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, this this was still an, a pretty great match considering it was on Raw. You know, it wasn't on pay-per-view, but, you know, it was, an, it was a great match. You know, Mickey and Asuka are both really agile in the ring. Um, I can sense that they've worked with each other in the past a lot with the way that they've had good chemistry, you know. Um, a bit of a technical wrestling approach and, you know, all of those diving moves that Mickey does. And it was really great. It was kind of fast-paced, but as I said, their takeover match in Toronto, I believe. Toronto, yeah, Toronto yeah. yes. It was still it, that match was still better. You know, I really enjoyed that much more. But this wasn't bad. This was great. However, um, try. You know what? I I let you say your stuff first before we get to. Okay, the end. yeah. You I think 
before we talk about the ending, we should yeah. share our input yeah. on the match. Yes. So this match was uh, was honestly one of the greater, better matches in Raw in the past couple of weeks. It's unfortunate that they got cut short, but let's got let's get to that later. So when it comes to the match itself, it was very fast paced, as he said, hard hitting. And personally, my favorite spot in the match was when. Mickey dodged the spinning back fist and then Asuka dodged the mick kick and then Asuka just hit her back with the spinning back fist. I'm like, yeah. yes. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that so, was so amazing. It's so great to see. And, you know, it was just another thing that I like to point out that not a lot of people really talk about. Asuka and Mickey James are two women at their age back in the day. You wouldn't really think of them still active in the ring. And, hell, even wrestling uh-huh. for a women's championship. Yeah. So I'm so happy we're getting more representation even when it comes to the age of women in WWE. Agreed, agreed. So with that said, shall we go to the um, infamous, infamous um, ending? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so who who would like to start? Uh, you go ahead. Okay, so... Okay, first, before we talk about it, let's talk about what happened. So, I believe Asuka was going for this Asuka lock, and Mm -hmm. Mickey was trying to fight out of it. And in the midst of fighting out of it, she rolled backwards, which is a common reversal to the move that we've seen. You know, we've seen um, who? We've seen Sasha do it. We've seen Kyrie do it to Shayna Baszler when she won the title, you know, that rolling backwards towards Mm -hmm. the super hold. And, you know, we've seen how it goes. But the moment that got me, like, shook was when Mickey James rolled over, and I was like, Where's the refs count? Because like I was counting in my mind. Like, to That was three. four seconds. That I was counted. yeah, it was four seconds. I was like, what? And then when the camera angle changed, the ref called for the bell. And I was like, did Mickey just win the title? And I was like so shook. And like I was so confused. And then suddenly, you know, Mickey does this like weird facial facial expression of confusion at the referee. Cause like, you know, she doesn't know what <laughs> happened either. And same goes with the fans. You could see everyone's screens in the thunder. Even Oscar. Like, and even Oscar. Everyone was confused. Like it was down, downright confusing. Like I really thought Mickey won. I was like, she's a seven-time champion now. And then suddenly the announcer says Mickey James can no longer con- continue. I was like, no longer continue. She she was breathing alive. That is not someone who passed out, girl. She was confused. But yeah, even Oscar when she was holding the title like over her head. She didn't feel it as much, you know. She wasn't as happy as she would be after a match. So yeah, all I would say is, I don't think it's um, Oscar or Mickey's fault. And I hate to be like, you know, blaming someone, but I really feel like it was on the ref mm-hmm. because I feel like he didn't know whether to check if Mickey was tapping or if he was supposed to count the pinfall. So you know, we're all human. We make mistakes, but you know, it was it was weirdly put together. What do you think? Um, I feel like because I rewatched that thing like so many times because I was wondering that if Mickey <laughs> tapped out or something. So it did seem like in that one angle, it seemed like she did tap out. I think that's what I saw. But at the same time, it also feels like she was going for reversal to it to like make it look good or something. So it's just it's something. And the thing with Mickey James is. You can really tell if she's pissed off. We've seen that in this match. Yeah. <laughs> like she's pissed off. Like the Gail Kim. Yeah. The Gail Kim. Match. Gail Kim match. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no girl. No so you can really tell if she if like something's going wrong with it. So you can just tell something went wrong with it by the expression when the bell rung. And I was a bit disappointed since girl, this match was it was just reaching to its peak. Like 
it was just yeah. about to hit that climax, but yeah. nothing, no. And yeah, I hate to say it, but it was a botch on the ref. But I don't blame them because Mickey James is such a great actress. They thought she was dazed. Yeah, give yeah. her a sloppy award or something. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, I I saw I saw a rumor somewhere saying that. Um, you know, Mickey was selling so good that the ref thought that she was actually like, when you know, like she was actually like dazed out and like not conscious. But you know, that's just Mickey being a good seller. It's just a rumor, but it could be possible considering. It how was also so Mickey confusing. Sell. Yeah, it was really it was, confusing. It was confusing because like even like wrestlers themselves have been saying, "I hope Mickey is okay with her injury." Like Mick Foley and yeah, other people have that. been tweeting, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> maybe they're just trying to like." I don't know, make the situation look, uh, or maybe give it some reasoning, you know, yes. even though uh, I, I can definitely see that Mickey did not pop her shoulder, like, girl, mm-hmm. she did not, but I just feel like they're, I don't know, fellow wrestlers are just trying to, like, make the situation more clear to us, you know, even though it's just for kayfabe, you know, that's just I my just, guess. I just hope the WWE doesn't... I hope they just don't shrug this off. I hope they acknowledge it. Same, because like Mickey James, I do not accept that as Mickey James's last title match before, you know, going to like lower storylines. You know, I need to see her more in the title picture, like personally, because I know, I mean, from this match itself before the ending, we know that she can deliver, and that's already a known fact. And we need to see her on that level again. But you know, with you know, the poetic justice of her winning the championship. But yeah, that's all I have to say for Mickey James. What about you? Yeah, that's kind of it. I just hope that Mickey's... I hope Mickey is still somewhat involved for Clash of Champions or in the Raw Women's Championship storyline in general. I hope it doesn't end here. Same, same. You know, it's really interesting to see where this goes, but right after the Raw Women's Championship match, you know... We got to see something fresh. You know, it was kind of random, to be honest, but it felt really fresh because mm-hmm. you know, it's something we For haven't sure. seen at all, like ever since this person has ever debuted on WWE. But let's talk about Zelina Vega coming out to confront the Raw Women's Champion. But first of all, girl, her theme song, oh my God, a bop. Period. Honestly, if you're gonna, this is so far with the new, because the, like there's a new era of theme songs, because like CFO Dollars is no more. This ah. is the best one so far for the women. I hate to yeah, say to it, but fair. this tops Billy Kay entrance song. Yeah. It's, it's so oh my, cool. You know, like you can oh just my God. groove. Wait, I just realized. Imagine if. You know what? I'll just bring it up later. All right, but don't don't forget to bring it up, okay? Yes, yes, yes. So. Zelina Vega confronts the Raw Women's Champion Asuka after she said, Girl, I hate these two dumbass men. I'm going for the title. And girl, <laughs> Zelina going solo is something I have been praying and manifesting for for like um, the first time, time I've seen her in a ring. And that was back in TNA as Rosita, you know, because she was in that tag team whole thing. With Sarita. Um, with Sarita, yes. Because she was with Sarah. Oh, not Sarah Motto. It, it is Sarah Motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. But, girl, I could I have be been waiting for Zelina yeah. to go solo for so long. And I'm happy that she's getting this. What about you? I'm so happy for her. For She has yet to get a single storyline by herself. Yes. All of her storylines against Candice LeRae, against Lana, against who else? 
like um I, Bianca Belair. I remember. Oh yeah, Bianca Belair. There we go. All of her storylines have always included Andrade or Andrade and Angel Garza. It always includes men. She has yet to get a proper one-on-one feud with anyone. I mean, in hindsight, it does seem weird because she hasn't been winning a lot. But you know what? It's something fresh, something new, and I am here for it. I just hope. I hope this doesn't bury anyone special. I hope they don't like make her and Mickey have a number one contenders match or something. I don't want that to happen. Make it a multi woman match for all yeah, I care. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I just hope. I just. I just hope this doesn't bury any Mickey and Natty uh-huh. or. Mickey or Natty, because it's clear that those three women are the <laughs> Mickey ones. Mickey or Natty. You were about to say Lana. I feel you. No, I did not. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, yes, yeah, sure. But, like, at the way that she was presented this week, I'm like, okay, there's no way they're going to yeah, make her yeah. championship match yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's kind of it. So, do you think um, Zelina's challenging for the title at Clash of Champions or, like, somewhere before that because when's clash of champions is it like it's a week from sunday so that's next next week oh next next week mm-hmm. okay so do you think Zelina's going for the title or is she gonna have a contenders match first i feel like i'm scared if it seems like because like no one else was involved it does seem like they're gonna have a one-on-one match with clash of champions which isn't necessarily a oh. bad thing but as much as possible, I want it to be a fatal four-way between her, Asuka, Natty, and Mickey. So, yeah, let's just see what happens. Something fresh, same, though. Same. Yeah, it's something, something fresh. fresh. So, like, you know, we we can't complain over these things because, like, yeah. you know, it's something we haven't seen before. It's, like, it's a bit refreshing. Like, nothing against that, but it's a bit refreshing to see a championship match with no horsewomen. No offense. No, no, no. <laughs> understandable. Understandable, yeah. It's just I, refreshing. I really love seeing, like, you know, non-horse women, uh, superstars get the opportunity to show what they can do. Because, like, the last time I remember a non-horse woman match on, like, a big pay-per-view, I believe, was... Uh, was it Natty and Naomi on SummerSlam? I'm yeah. Not sure. Or I'm was it... Sure. Well, you can also say Alexa and Naya, but, like... Naya Alexa... and WrestleMania. Yeah, but, like, at the same time... Al- at the same time, Alexa's been built up to be, you know, kind of on the level of horse women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, seeing Natty and Naomi both, you know, total divas, you know, o- they're actually the OG yeah. divas, you know, seeing them in- at SummerSlam, that was great. So, like, you know, seeing people like Zelina and Natty again, and um, hopefully think- Mickey, we want to see that's, it. It's actually making me think now, like, when was the last time? I mean, technically... Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross in WrestleMania, but like again, oh, yeah. Alexa and Asuka are built for yeah. big stars. So yeah, let's just—it's just, let's just say it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen something fresh. So especially with Bailey's long ass reign. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. Whatever. Different, different time. So with that being said, let's move on to a, a really random topic that popped out of nowhere like i was on twitter when this was announced so mandy rose from smackdown live got drafted to monday night raw why did this happen i'm not mad about it but i'm not gagging about it either i just don't know why this was done you know like personally okay so here's what i was about to bring up 
I feel like they're doing this as an excuse to quote unquote repackage her with the same character and just so they can replace her theme song. I'm calling it. Oh, oh my God. I feel like they're doing that. They have to repackage like a lot of superstars now with the whole theme song issue. Yeah, because, okay. So in hindsight, I don't know about it that much, but the theme song issue is CFO Dollars, they're not a band anymore. And more or less, WWE, I, I might I might be wrong, but Are they more or less, harmony? <laughs> but like more or less, WWE has to pay double now for the theme songs because they have to pay each person. Oh gets? Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. That's why they're using newer theme songs. So yeah. Well, I I didn't think about that's actually a really good perspective about the theme song because like you know I all I sometimes think like oh they're just changing the theme songs for like you know it's something that we haven't seen from the character a lot but you know being being the theme song issue um having like an effect on a superstar's brand or a superstar's character is actually a pretty big thing you know yeah Andy Rose on Raw. I just hope that she doesn't get lost in the mix, especially since she came off this big summer yes. match. You know? And, you know, oh with God. Zelina going there and Mickey and Natty in the title picture. Pray. You know what? Um, you know, Oscar and Mandy was supposed to be a match at Mania, so maybe this oh, yeah. where they get their match. I won't be mad. I won't be mad. Like, I won't be mad. The fasting match was pretty good. I'll not lie. I'm not going to lie. I found it. I enjoyed it. Like the one in fast lane, yeah. For the fast lane match. Honestly, I wasn't mad about it. I, she was she was pretty good there. I'll be honest with you, I like that better than the Charlotte versus Becky match that night. I don't even remember the Charlotte exactly. versus Becky. <laughs> that happened. Was that was that when Ronda like interfered? Yeah, that was for like whoever faces oh, will yeah. Girl, have a match at Mania. We and Charlotte and Becky too much. We don't remember any of yeah, that girl. aside from like Evolution. <laughs> And like, yeah, TLC. I don't. I don't remember. Whatever that that storyline's over. Both of both Becky and Charlotte are gone. So like, take a rest. Yeah. <laughs> Give the spotlight to other women. Yeah, so but at the same to... time, have fun resting. Yeah, girl, take your time. Especially Becky. I wonder how she is. Yes. Attorney leave. But yeah, do you have anything else to add for Mandy Rose? Nothing much. All right. So let's. Get right into the final match this week on Monday Night Raw. We got to see the Riot Squad, you know, live to riot and riot to live. I really like that catchphrase. So that yeah, that was cute. Taking on the team of Natty and Lana. And girl, they're they're coordinating again. I love to see it. Lana's I love the gears, Lana. Black and gold. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Natty, on the other hand, we've seen that in like WrestleMania 33, I believe. Or something. <laughs> we've seen um, it a you lot. Know what? The rainbow gear. I hope that's being saved for Clash of Champions. So she better. You know, that's <laughs> gonna give me like I, I don't know because like there's something about me and rainbow gears because like besides you know pride and all as we're both uh-huh. part of the LGBTQ community, um, I was just I'm just hooked to it like the colors and all like one of my favorite <clears throat> gears ever. Unpopular opinion, but my favorite Brie Bella gear ever. Was her attire at Night of Champions 2013? (laughs) Night of Champions 2013 in the Fatal 4-Way, Bella Bright. That was so beautiful. I loved it. Like, it was majority blue. It was like blue purple. But like the the boots. Rainbow sleeves. That was so beautiful. Yeah. 
Okay, I love that too. Okay, <laughs> but I think that was Summer's match. Anyways, so mm-hmm. into this match, what did we think? Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, there wasn't much to talk about since this match was pretty. Stale. This match was pretty. I don't want to say stale, but it was pretty fast. It served its purpose. Natty and Lana were just like the only established tag team there, so they just had to serve a purpose, and which is to put the. I was about to say the iconic strip, the riot squad uh, over. No and, and you know what? They ca- I hate to say it, but MVP, uh, MVP, Dolph Ziggler, Shane and Naya in commentary kind of overshadowed this match. I was more into what they actually, were talking about actually. the match itself. Like Naya and Shayna taunting each other and the riot squad. I love that song. And then like, oh my God, girl. I loved it so much when they were talking about the Hurt Business. And then, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. Shayna and I were like, "Oh yeah, that's all we do, hurt." And then, and then, I know. And then, the MVP was like, "Oh yeah, why don't you join us?" But Naya was just like, "Oh yeah, I also like hurting other people's feelings or whatever." I don't know. It was funnier when they said, "Yeah, it. yeah, yeah." <laughs> and another point about the hurt business when the hurt business came out, it was just really funny to me. Big Swole, um, for those who don't know, she is married to Cedric Alexander, who is part yes. of the hurt business. She she tweeted out. I would make him hurt my business. Um, <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> when I saw that on Twitter, I was like, this is not safe for work. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's just really funny. Okay, that was a bit off topic. But, you know, I really like the Riot Squad's finisher, the 201 yeah. facebreaker to the Riot Kick. And I hope I see more tag moves with them because I don't see a lot mm. besides that move. Yeah. Definitely, you know, the only thing I wrote down here was a quick match, and I'm loving the Riot Squad's tag team finisher. But I do want to point out that, you know, in the past few tag matches, or like individual matches that Lana has with Natty, she's always the one taking the pin, so I, or, or like submission, so it seems to us that um, they're protecting Natty's image so that yeah. she doesn't lose a lot, you know, so do you think that she might be going after the title after Clash of Champions or, you know, maybe she'll be involved in something next week. I feel like she would, but at the same time, I find it a bit odd. Okay, wait, okay, conspiracy theory. (laughs) But I feel like, okay, I definitely felt like Natty would have been involved with the match with Asuka, Mickey James Uh if it uh wasn't cut short. So I feel like they're still trying to build up something there. I really hope. I hope. Like, it's Natalia. I just hope. Same, same. So after the match, surprisingly, you know, well, it was well before it happened. Um, Naya and Shayna walked inside the ring and, like, you know, gave the Riot Squad a stare down on the stage. But after that, they start attacking Natty and Lana. And okay, I'll just get this out of out of like you know, I'll just say it. I will. I'm really impressed that Lana's like you know agreeing to yes to agreeing to take off. these bumps. Like, through the table, this is something that I wouldn't expect from Lana. Like, no offense, you know? Because, like, um, I don't want to say she's new to wrestling because, like, she's not. But, you know, we haven't seen her wrestle a lot. Or, like, she's not consistent in wrestling, you know? She's Mm -hmm. not using storylines every week so that we get to see her, you know? She's not one of those uh, women, like, say, Sasha or Bailey. But, you know, seeing her take this Samoan drop through the table, girl, period. That was so... (laughs) It's a big middle finger to all of her haters. I love True. That. Like y'all y'all take a Samoan drop through an announce table and like y'all can talk. Yeah. That's when I listen to y'all. Okay. 
Don't come like, for Lana. Whoever, like, just don't. Don't come for any wrestlers. Just don't. Agreed. Like he can, like he can judge what they do in the ring, but overall, just don't take it to an extent to yes. attack the person itself. Yeah. Okay. Because they definitely work just as hard as everyone else. You know. mm-hmm. And they're probably making more than us. I mean, like, oh, I'm a high school student, so I make I'm zero college, money. I'm a college freshman trying to like survive. <laughs> so, like, I have yes. no right to speak about these people. And who are like, making, like millions. Okay, for the record, just for a bit of context, unlike in other countries where their high schools and their colleges—I mean, besides COVID—but their high schools and colleges have like a bit more i don't want to say lenient but a bit more lenient time we're we have a very tight schedule of us that we can't even uh-huh. like have work. like it's really rare for a working student to be a thing here in our country yes, yes. so yeah we have zero income like not even this gives us money <laughs> yeah because like you know um anchor which is the app that um distributes our podcast only allows um donations to the united states no comment that, that is that is homophobic We'll drop Absolute our PayPal at the end of the video. JK! <laughs> I no, don't even have yet. PayPal. <laughs> Same. I just wanted G-cash. to say that. That's Okay. Okay. But yeah, back to, back to... Well, we talked about it already. So do you have anything else to add for the tag team match? Nothing much. I just hope... I don't know how they're going to build this in the next few weeks. I'll be honest with you, since uh-huh. it's not it's not a lot of tag teams or anywhere. So, True. yeah, let's just see how they build it. Same. So, with that said, let's jump <coughs> right into NXT. And up next, we have, in my opinion, the best show right now for women's wrestling, NXT. True. NXT. And, of course, right in queue, just as I said, the women opened the match. I opened the match. Opened the night. <laughs> opened the match. Opened the night. Opened the night with a match. And it was a pretty long one. Like, I checked my the video when I was watching NXT because what I do is I download the whole thing so I get to watch them in high definition and when I saw it that match was like 20 minutes long period it was Shotzi Blackheart going up against one and one against the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai so Troy when did you start off with this one all right so it is a known fact that Io Shirai and Shotzi Blackheart as wrestlers you know they're willing to take whatever bumps that they can. You know, they're not afraid of, I don't know, diving everywhere, outside of the ring, inside of the ring, whatever. They're not afraid to fall on the mat, you know, and that's a given. But wow, what a match. Honestly, this is one of the best women's matches I've seen from in a long NXT time. TV in a long time. Well, last week we, we got Rhea and Mercedes, but like, you know, a regular um, textbook match, you know, one-on-one. I would, no, I would no Involved. Not to like, uh, um, not sorry to sorry for sorry for no, like no, interrupting, but like, I would say this is the best um regular match since in NXT TV since Sasha versus Io. Ooh. I would say, I would say. Uh, we, love, we, a, we love how Io's in both of them. That's just how good she good. is. We love it. I love Io Shirai. Okay, go on. Sorry to like right. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I just want to talk about like you know the spots that I enjoyed the most. Um. Oh wait. Um. 
you know, you, you brought up that they opened the show, and you know, rightfully so, girl. They main evented last week, and now they're start they're opening the show. Two of the most crucial points in any wrestling show is the start and the end, and the fact that the women in NXT can like deliver in both. I just love to see it, but yeah, talking about my favorite spots, the German suplex on the apron. Oh my god, girl! Period. Shots his head. Whatever. Oh it was god. crazy. Um, Io Shirai springboard moonsault from the second rope to the outside. We haven't seen that a lot from her, but period. What else? Um, oh my god, Io's final moonsault. It reminded me of her match. I'm not sure if you know this from the Mia Classic, but her match with Zaya Brookside. When, she did, when she did the moonsault, her knees landed on Zaya's midsection. Like, you know how when you do a moonsault, yes. um, your your target is that your torso or like... I, I like how I'm speaking like I'm an, act, I'm an actual wrestler. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, you know how when you see moonsaults happen, it's usually the people doing the moonsault land on their midsection, right? So it looks yeah. like a cross body, but like backwards. But Io, when she does the moonsault, she puts her opponent like really far, like in the center of the ring, so that when she lands, it's her knees that hit the midsection of the opponent. And like, it's like Alexa Bliss's insult to injury, but like from the top rope. And it's just amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It's so devastating. And like, I'm buying it as such a good finisher. That's all. I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to... What was I going to say? I want to see more Shotzi and EO together. That's For all. sure. They're both great. Okay. So, first, before I get into my sentiments with this match, I just would like to say, one thing that I want to see from EO in WWE that we've seen in the past in her previous work in Japan was, I don't know if you I don't know if you can visualize this, but she can do like a moonsault, but in the middle, she would make it like a reverse coup de grace. A moon stomp. I've seen this. Moon stomp, moon I've stomp, seen, yeah. I've seen this a lot, girl. A moon stomp. Like, Here. girl, I want to see it in WWE. I don't know if they haven't made her do it because it's kind of Finn Balor's thing, but, you know, it's uh, He different. can take a seat. He can't do a backflip <laughs> into it. Take a seat. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I love <laughs> Yeah, Finn Balor, we love you. Don't worry. You deserve your NXT Championship run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not going to talk about that right now. So, <laughs> when it comes to this match itself... I really love, I just love their chemistry. And just like what I said last week, the women that can maximize these, um, the Japanese wrestlers are women who have trained in Japan. You know, I Excellent. really heavily praise Sasha with this. Uh-huh. And Chelsea Blackheart just proved my point, in my opinion. So I'm a bit, sur- I'm not, I was a bit surprised that WWE gave her this much offense, to be completely honest, since, um, you know, she's been booked well, but she doesn't win uh-huh. all the time. Yeah, like she doesn't seem like who would go toe to toe with the rest with Io Shirai right now because and she's fairly new, so I'm I was really surprised with it. Although last week you brought up that there was like the split screen thingy magic going on with NXT and all. Oh my god, I hated it so much. <laughs> like legit, I don't care yeah. if cricket. I'm not. I'm not a, okay. I don't care if cricket has nationwide five G or whatever they were talking about. I don't Girl. care about that. <laughs> like. At least make it a split screen. Oh my god! Like the proportions is just like it's a bit distracting. And I love when women tease potential spots, very deadly spots, but don't go for it. So I'm just like, maybe yeah. we can see that in the future. Like uh-huh. before she did, the, before Io did the German suplex to um to Shotzi in the mat. Shotzi was about to go for a freaking oh my god for a roll up power bomb or something. 
Let's just oh, call yeah, it the last yeah. call because like that's what Melina the calls last, it. Yeah. The last call. <laughs> she was about to go on the mat and I'm like, girl, I was so ready for that. Like my heart okay. jumped. And the submission hold, she did, Shotzi just did all of her signature moves and I was a bit surprised WWE Same. left her too. And I hope this just escalates Shotzi's career and oh. I really hope that she's She has a good career ahead of her. That's all I have to say. She does. It's really bright. Um, I want to add something. You know, a while ago, you mentioned the Moonstomp and hoping to see um, Io Shirai use it in the future. I also want to bring up another move that we haven't seen from her. Um, I've seen a match of hers from Japan where she does like... It's like a front somersault drop kick, you know. Um, ah. How do I explain it? You know Molly Holly's yes Molly Holly not Tegan Knox Molly Holly's Molly go round, but mm-hmm. the, but the feet like they're like together into like when you flip over like the feet oh. like kick forward into a drop kick. It's really, it's really interesting to see, especially since they added it into um, the 2K20 game. I'm not sure if you Wait. have the um, what do you call that? The DLC the South, yeah, the Southpaw Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Wait, I'm trying. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to visualize it. So it's like a molly go around, like with the front flip part. And then, but instead uh-huh. of like landing, it's a drop kick. It's a drop. I, I'll send oh, you a wow. video. I'll send you Girl, a video. That that sounds fun. It's Come also, on. That, that move is amazing. But you know, just want to let it be known that Io Shirai has a lot of moves in her arsenal that we have yet to see. Okay, that's all I will say. That's really impressive. What they are, I won't say. But I'll also say that she can do three German suplexes like consecutively with like doing backward. You know what? You guys search it for yourself. It's too amazing to like be described through words. So just watch it. That's true. It's better when we have like, we can visualize it. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, just wanted to add that. So do you have any more things to say about this amazing match? It was amazing, honestly. I want to see more of these types of matches in NXT or in WWE television in general, especially for the AEW. Um, yeah. Girl, come on. <laughs> okay, come on. We love AEW. We I mean, love like, AEW. I, I mean, they need to give us a reason to like. I mean, over match. Okay, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it here. I love the AEW women. Do I like AEW? Just kidding. I love AEW, but like, um, treat your women better. Treat I'm your. Gonna, women I'm gonna call Brandy. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I think this is. Anyways. Okay. Back, <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. Discussion. Um, AEW is for later or tomorrow, because like, spoiler alert. If you guys didn't know, we record this in two days. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the next NXT did not end there, and it just came back with another great match. Where Team Ninja or Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. I'm expecting this as their official team name now because although they're not I announced guess. as Team Ninja, um, the WWE and ex- the WWE Twitter account calls them Team Ninja, so I'm expecting them uh-huh. to be called like that. Going up against Zayel, a returning Zayel and Jesse Kamea. So I would just like to start off with here by saying okay, that, okay. girl, um, Team Ninja. Period. Like all Period. of it, it's just super fast. So it's super. Oh it's 
the definite they're the light and hope of the women's tag division right now like <laughs> legit i'm not even joking like i'm not even gonna like sugarcoat it they're the, they're the hope of the tag division okay. and i'm like this is this is like this match for me was just like okay fans we hear you you love this pairing we're giving you more of it i'm like yes give us more of it i love this pairing so much and i'm so happy that we get to see them we're gonna i'm expecting that we're gonna see them more often now Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit bummed out that this was a return match for Zia Lee, mostly because um, because I think Zia Lee deserves better. But we're gonna talk about that more later because she's uh-huh. kind of having yeah. like some character development something. later uh-huh. on. And but going on to the match itself, I did not up to this day. I did I did not know Caden Carter was such a good kicker. Like I didn't know she was that good with her True. kicks. Like, I didn't notice kick. that much. She was she was throwing super kicks, yeah. which leads me to my next point. Where because you know their finisher, it was a crucifix into a uh, one person does a crucifix and then into like a big a big boot. I don't know. It was a boot. A chick kick. No, I'm kidding. A chick. Was it? It was. It was a. Boot. I don't remember. It was a kick. Yeah. It was like a. It was a kick, and then they were just like have some pinning combination. I love that. But in my opinion, I mean, I love the move. But in my opinion, it would have been better if the roles were reversed, where Kaden does the kick, because just like as I said, Kaden's oh. Kaden has such good kicks, and it would also uh-huh. complement because um, I. Um, the crucifix into like sort of a power bomb sort of deal isn't really done in WWE. The only person I yes. can think of in wrestling, in mainstream wrestling at least, who does it is Riho, and that's how I actually discovered. Oh yeah. That. If you see her do like some sort of like, they make the crucifix into a power bomb. She's like what, one of the few. What about I know. Uh, what about Becky Lynch in the main event oh. of WrestleMania? Oh. <laughs> um, that wasn't really a power bomb. It was more like um, it was a flop. Ronda was going for a Piper's foot though, so like you know, it's so weird because that's the animation that they gave Ronda Rousey for her Piper's foot. So every time I see Ronda Rousey pinning with that, I'm like, aren't her shoulders down? Like legit yeah. question. But like. With, so yeah, I just feel like it would have worked better if the roles were reversed. But either way, I'm so happy that WWE is low-key pushing Team Ninja, and I hope yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be future tag team champions. Okay, Troy, I kind of been talking for a long time. How about you? No, it's fine. Because like honestly, I have the same thoughts. Like what I wrote down here was like Casey and Kaden deserve to fight for the tag titles. You know, this was a great showing for them. You know, um, I don't remember much of their tag team moves aside from the finisher, but I remember that they have. Oh, they do like the one where they like they tag each other and then like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember like. Someone does a leg sweep and then some. I think it was Kaden does the leg sweep. Like, oh yeah, Kaden does the leg sweep and then right after that, Casey does, um, a flipping senton from the top rope. Yes. Not from the corner, but like from like you know the apron, and you know we we love to see it. Because we don't see it a lot from women's wrestling, and you know, I want to see Casey's um, what do you call that? That handstand, um, head scissors Ooh. that she used in yes. the Mini Classic. We've seen it in the Rumble, but we haven't seen it ever since. So you know, I want to see it more. And yeah, can- I'm happy that they won. Mm-hmm. Casey Kadamzar can do so much more than this guy. It's like, girl, she is she's such yeah. an athlete. I've If you've seen, seen her in American Ninja Warrior. She's amazing. And, you know, another, like, little... I mean, we've seen it. This isn't the first time we've seen it, but a little ray of hope of me for Team Ninja is them having their own tron. 
Yeah, and their own theme song. Oh yeah. Well, at least now we know that they're establishing them as as an actual tag team. You know, they're actually one unit. Like they have their own theme, they have their own Tron, you know, and all of that. Because obviously, Casey can't use her theme anymore. Because like the whole C mm-hmm. F O dollar sign whatever their name's called. But yeah, I love it. I'm not mad about their music. I love it so much. It's Loki a bop. Okay, so um. After the match, we got a little character development out of Zaya Lee. I honestly did not see this coming. Oh, also, I can't believe I haven't talked about it. I kind of vibe with Zaya's long hair. Actually, same. Like her, her like her shoulder length hair was like a bob cut. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was really. She looked great with it, but her long hair this week, I was vibing actually. How how it was styled? It was so like yeah. Yes artistic they did effort you know like so yeah um the character the the character development or like storyline development we got was um so you know after the match all of the competitors all of the competitors were like good match good match they were shaking their hands um fist bumping i wasn't i'm not sure if it was shaking their hands or fist bumping one of the two so they were doing that um and then jessica maya did return it like she shook their hand but zaylee did not she just walked out what can you say about this? Ooh, child. I don't know. Is she turning heel? I don't want her to turn heel just because we've seen so much heel turns. But I want maybe like a more serious character. Not necessarily heel. Yeah, a more aggressive character. Because, you know, I've seen her do her kicks. And, you know, she kicks relatively hard. They're not super hard. Like um, Mako Satomura vibes. Not, not that level. But, you know, she mm-hmm. has her own style you know she's fast she can get to that though don't yeah, get us she wrong. can she can definitely but we just haven't seen it so i hope that this character development means that she's staying as a heel i mean as a face but she gets more aggressive so that people will take her more seriously because i know people who love Zayali, and i know people who may not necessarily connect with her but mm-hmm. yeah i personally love her and i want to see really, where this goes i really feel like wwe would give her, um, I really hope WWE really gives her a good character because one of the main reasons why Zaya Lee was uh, is a big deal. I would say I would say she's a big deal is because she's one of the few Chinese wrestlers out yeah. there in the WWE. Uh-huh. So and China, that's a really big country. It's a big market. So I really Definitely. hope WWE has big plans for her because besides the fact that she's talented, is another thing is that they can hit a big market with her. So, yeah, do it, WWE. Exactly. Come on. What's waiting? Yeah. What are you waiting en- for? Make her enter the Rumble at number 30. Again. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, okay. it, it, it's, a, it's a big opportunity that they can make. And we're not, it's not like we're wanting to push her just because she's Chinese and, you know, it's going to bring more Chinese fans to wrestling, but mainly because... She's a good talent and she's athletic, you know. I've seen her kicks. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, that corkscrew kick she does to the back or sometimes to the face. Yes, sort of and, like... you know, yeah, it's really, it's really great. And that's the reason why I want her to have the spotlight, not just because of the opportunities that the company's going to get, you know. Yeah, we're just saying this because, girl, we all know this. Asian wrestlers have not been treated the best in the past. It's only been Agreed. lately that they've been treated right like asuka and nakamura were like probably the first ones that's it i would i would say 
Okay. So do you have for sure? Because like let's not talk about that now. But do you have any more comments about this tag team match over here? <laughs> no, let's let's talk about like what comes next. Oh my god. My favorite. I kind of, wait, I kind of forgot. Sorry, oh, I kind of forgot. Yeah. I kind of forgot something. Jesse Kamea's move where she like runs and then she like jumps into the turnbuckle. Oh. It just it just gives me it just gives me major Gail Kim vibes. And I yeah, love yeah. that. Especially it just gives me major height. Gail Kim vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Especially with like how okay. high she jumps. But yeah. Okay, so moving on with Troy's favorite, as he mentioned. <laughs> um, so uh, we got that announcement where there's gonna be a number one contenders battle royal yeah. next week. We I'm kind of, not gonna lie, I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't do what like the men did. Because what the men did kind of oh, yeah. I'm gauntlet. a bit disappointed they didn't do that. So you know what? I'm at peace with this since like all of the women are gonna be on the screen. Yeah. So but besides that, we got two little segments by defeating Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox. And Troyce, it seems like you have a lot to say about this. So go ahead. Girl, I do not have a lot to say about this. <laughs> All, Why? Okay. All I said here was, um, I wrote down, here we are again. So they're talking and, you know, saying their usual stuff. Candice LeRae being the one who says, I tried to reach out to you, but you didn't, like, you know you didn't take my offer for friendship. And Tegan's like, you're not the Candace I know. So with that, I just hope that they finally get in the ring because I know they're going to be in the ring next week. But I have a feeling that... I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I feel like they might be the last two. Or if Really? I don't know. Maybe last three. Yeah, maybe someone's gonna hide from below the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone does that. <laughs> so like, I don't Eva know. Eva Marie, the first Marie. woman to defeat Oscar. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but yeah, I really feel like they're all—they're definitely gonna face to face in the match. For sure, they're gonna have a moment. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I, w- I just want to see them fight already. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because they can serve. Yeah, more of the same, honestly. Like, I okay, first and foremost, I live for Tiga Knox's Captain Marvel share. I love Captain Marvel. Oh, Just yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There. I live I for that so much. But, but, like, I hate to say it, but I was more entertained with Johnny Gargano shopping for a television than whatever they were saying. Because I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but they've been doing like this narrative for like weeks now like mm-hmm. you know it would have been it would have been nice for me if they had more things to say like they didn't really even tap into much that happened last week like they didn't talk about it more i feel like they should have but you know what um i i can like i can just like let this pass so to speak because i know these two women are going to deliver in the ring because yeah, i right. know that neither although neither of them are going to win because girl that would just be weird uh-huh um, i feel like they're gonna have their own and i just hope that they just have a good interaction in the battle royal next week same okay speaking of the battle royal who do you think's gonna win that's actually a really hard question because Part of me feels like Rhea really because um she just got a big win against mercedes but oh, you yeah. know, there's a Raquel. There's a Raquel. There's a Dakota. 
Maybe even Aliyah. You know what? I'm gonna say I it. Want Aliyah is like one Same. of the darkest horses to win in this match. Like people, people are probably gonna say, "Oh, she has nothing going for her right now." Exactly my point. She has nothing going for her right now. Maybe deceiving. <laughs> I'm not I'm even like, joking. You're so Maybe deceiving. Over this. I love it. But yeah, exactly no. the point. Exactly the point. She's gonna be you. So like, <laughs> give her this moment. You know, she hasn't had the takeover match. Like not I'm the so show. You know. All of. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see all of the NXT women back. Like we're also like, I just love the NXT women's division from even even the jobbers, so to speak. Like uh-huh. I love Indy Hartwell. I love Santana Garrett. I love them so much. I love the NXT women. Yeah, I really yeah. wish. I, I really wish so, Aliyah gets this. Oh. Same. I really. Oh, you know what would be nice? It would be nice if she gets like. I don't. Okay. I on. You don't expect her to win the match, but it would be nice yeah. if she plays that. You know those like battle royal spots where one person hides. She's gonna hide, yeah, and then that exactly. she, and then she thinks she eliminated the last competitor. I hope she gets that at least. Or maybe at least she what? eliminates them actually. You know, just yeah. give her the win. I don't just, think if she does win the match, I don't think she's winning the title match. But I want to see her showcase what she's got. Against Eve. Give her something. Exactly. Okay. So do you, do you have any more things to say about NXT? Nothing much. Let's jump right into what we have next. So, just like what we said there, if you didn't know, NXT UK is officially back on the WWE Ooh! Network. But we're, we're too proud to have that. So, like... Actually, guys, you know what? Yeah, let's not talk about that because I'm going to ask for it on my birthday. So let's see what happens with that. So we got NXT uh-huh, UK okay. and we got some women's action up in So before the match, before going for the match, um, we got a little segment with Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven. So I want to talk about the match itself more. So why don't you talk about this first, Troy? What do you have to say? Uh, you know what? Actually, same with you. I've seen Kaylee Ray and Piper way back um, way before WWE. I don't remember the promotion, but they had this Queen of Insanity match where they were like doing really extreme shit. Like, this isn't your typical women's tables match or some, some you know, the usual PG stuff that WWE has. Like, they used, um, they used barbed wire, thumbtacks, and you know, all of that. And like, they were bleeding by the end of the match. And like, it was so good. And like, I know it's not it's not gonna be like that, obviously, because it's just a one-on-one regular match. But you know, seeing what they have shown us in like NXT UK before in their triple threat match with Tony, a serve. Honestly, I'm one of the biggest Kaylee Ray fans out there. Cause I she gives me major Sasha Banks vibes in terms of wrestling. Like personally. Really? Yes, like in terms of selling and in terms of like you know, whatever. She's one of the few women who know how to sell a Canadian destroyer. I'm not sure if you know that. Oh, yes. I agree. I don't remember anyone else aside from her and B Priestley. Um, who else? I'm not sure. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much of, all. Honestly. But yeah, I'm really, I really love Kaylee Ray. Um, do I think Piper's winning next week? Maybe. But... You know, mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. Especially since Kaylee Ray's been champ for like, I don't know, so long. Girl, she's the next Pete Dunn. Uh well. <laughs> Actually yeah. I wouldn't be mad with that. You know what? I wouldn't be mad with that. But yeah, that's all I have to say about them. 
So yeah, um, they had a little segment. It's they these two women just have they're fortunate that they have a rich history behind their WWE time, like Agreed. before WWE. So and you know what? You know, women's wrestling fans winning again. The first match, oh my dog was noisy, but like the first <laughs> NXT UK championship match is the UK women's championship women's championship we match love, next week. A we win. A freaking win. We love it. I love it so much. I honestly think that Piper Niven is gonna win because Piper Niven, like, she was okay. So for context, just like what I said before, I wasn't really into indie wrestling before um, the yeah. May Young Classic became a thing. Same. And Piper Niven, back when, well, formerly known as Viper, she was one of the women that I was really hyped for because I have seen her stuff in the past, and she's a bit, she's a, she, she she's an established wrestler. So I definitely think yeah. and. And, you know, you know how in the beginning where WWE would have like a lot of face champions because as a feel good moment since COVID and all, I feel like that's what they're going to do with Piper Niven because it's technically their first, like it's going to be their first championship match and they want to have that feel good moment. All right. Like I can definitely see that happening. So yeah, they just, with the promo itself, it was just more of like, a bunch of things about their history and this match is gonna be a serve for sure same oh my god can i also add that like their mm-hmm. accents are so you know I love so it. sharp and i love it so much you're like i've had your number i i can't do it but like you know it, something it like just, that it just adds more authenticity to the rivalry you know speaking mm-hmm. their own well i wouldn't it's not speaking their own language but you know with the added detail of their accent you know they're both from the same you know what do you call this no, culture region they're both from scotland irishshire mm-hmm. i believe that's not irish girl oh, is it? no irishshire irishshire it's like whatever i'm not i'm not i'm not a geography student so okay <laughs> but yeah i love to see it also if you didn't know um kaylee mm-hmm. ray can sell um a canadian destroyer with piper niven doing it like imagine, oh my god girl. Like, if you haven't seen it you have to see it like imagine carrying all of that weight to do a backflip with you oh my god no comment the i'm tablet. so excited oh my god they're gonna they're gonna serve for sure they should main event if they don't main event and they, have okay they have two. They're the, okay. they're the only title match. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Match. Yeah. Okay. So up next, actually, we have the very first NXT UK women's match in a very long time. We got Ivy Valkyrie against Isla Dawn. So um, yeah, so just like what I said earlier, I have a lot of sentiments about this match. So may I? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. So before I actually talk about this, wow, I, I was about to say a lot of things about the match, but my first thing was going to be like, before I get into the match, I was I, I even spoke Filipino over a bit in the beginning. Yeah, there, but, yeah but before I, before I say about um, anything about this match, I'm so happy that NXT UK is becoming a bit more diverse when it comes to their women, because in the past, um, we've only seen women from... The UK, um, not the UK, from England, Scotland, and Australia. And now Ivy Valkyrie, an Ireland native, and Amale, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, from France. I'm so happy there's getting more diversity up in there. Uh-huh. We love to see it. So with this match itself, um, Ivy Valkyrie, um, I, kn- I don't know much about her since she's a bit new to the NXT UK roster. And you know what? For 
for the time that she has been wrestling, she hasn't been wrestling a lot. I'm not exactly sure of how many years she has been wrestling for, but in the match itself, they said, oh, she decided to be a wrestler once she saw Becky Lynch. And I'm like, okay, Becky Lynch wasn't here for a long... I mean, like, it's been, like, six years or something, but that's not a lot. Yeah, relatively new. It's relatively new. So, you know, there were a couple of memes of her doing, like, the... I don't know what you call it. Like, dropping to the floor, to the mat or something. Like, she was kind of overdoing it. But, you know what? I'm going to cut her some slack. Because, like, she's a bit new to it. Isla Dawn, I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit surprised she did not win this match. Because she's been with WWE for a longer time. So I thought they would have yeah. given her this match. And I just want to get to know these two women more. I feel Val- these two women have such, they have such like gimmicky gimmicks. Like, you know, um, Isla Dawn calls herself the White Witch. And Ivy Valkyrie, she also has like another like, how do I say this? She is a very... It's something like it's like a magical and like supernatural. There you go. That was the word I was looking for. It's a very supernatural. Yeah, it's a very supernatural uh-huh. gimmick. And her finisher, it's sort of like a scissors kick from the top rope. I love to see it. Like, give me more. Give me more. I feel Valkyrie. I believe in you. Also, you, Isla Dawn. You get. You go, it was. It was. It was a good introduction as, you know, even to new viewers like us who, not necessarily new, but women who, people who don't necessarily know these two women. It was a good sort of introduction. So good luck to these two women. Same here. And like, honestly, I would like to like, just put it out there. Honestly, like NXT UK's women's division is is actually really um, low-key, really talented. Like, we haven't seen them a lot, but, like, okay, I listed some of my favorites down. Um, Mina Samuels, Isla Dawn, Ginny, Candy Floss. I'm not sure if she's signed, but, you know, Candy Floss. Candy Floss is signed. She's signed? She is okay, signed. great. But she hasn't yet to debut. She has yet to be debuted, though. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Zaya Brookside, Kaylee Ray, and Piper Niven. Those are some Tony of my Storm. favorites. We love, we, oh, yeah, Tony Storm. Um, but it's a bit, I forgot it's a bit about weird. her. It's a bit weird because, like, she wasn't in the promo package, but she still listed as an oh, yeah. unofficial, you know, we maybe a US. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe in the in the NXT US, maybe that's where we see her. But you know, more of the same. It, it was, I wouldn't say it's a quick match, but it was a good match to start us off. You know, with like NXT UK, you know, back getting back on track, and um for for context, um Eva Valkyrie before the whole pandemic started they were actually like low-key pushing her because like they gave her these promo packages yeah she 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 was getting like getting pushed because like she was getting on these video packages where she was like walking and like it was a really nice scenery and like she was like an actual valkyrie like she had wings and it was like really dark it was like maleficent vibes and like week after week yeah week after week she would always defeat an enhancement talent so like i was like feeling like oh are they like building her up to like i don't know take on kaylee ray or something but you know the whole pandemic happened and now i'm kind of new to her again you know so this match it was it was it was okay but it's a good reintroduction yeah it's a good reintroduction and yeah, her finishing move, the peripatia. Oh, that, okay, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's called the peripatia. But yeah, honestly, it looks a bit different peripatia. now. Is it like a scissor scape or am I wrong? What was that? Is it a scissor scape? Was it a scissor scape? Okay, I'm so not this, see, sure. The thing what is. is, 
it's supposed to be a scissors kick. Like, it's always been a scissor kick since before the pandemic. But, like, watching it again a while ago, it looked more like of a leg drop. Like, I think she removed, like, mm-hmm. the part where she kicks down. You know, like, the way Alicia does it. Like, she does that kick up and then bang. You know? It's hard to explain. Okay, I see. It's different. But, yeah, it's a great yes. finisher. It's unique. Um, we love it. We love anything new here. For sure. But yeah, that's all I have to say. So, do you have any more things to say? Okay, wait, about the NXT UK for the for it to turn episode? Um, not much. Just I just hope Kaylee Ray and Piper serve because I know that they will. More of the same, but um, I just want to put it out there that when this whole COVID pandemic is a bit, it's a bit more comfortable to go outside and all. Um, when it's no, actually scratch that. When it's completely over with, because um, remember how when Finn Balor returned for that one takeover, oh, and 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 NXT takeover UK, like when uh-huh. one of the one of the takeovers, I want them to do that, but with Nikki Cross, I feel like she would get us such a big pop. Oh my girl, okay, this is something and, I've and been like thinking Scotland, of in the past too. Yeah, in Scotland, Nikki Cross mm, would be perfect there. That would be. Like her pop alone when she debuted in the Smack, because she debuted in a in a UK tour SmackDown edition. Uh-huh. So can you imagine if she does the even pop. like go back? Oh my God, girl! I'm so ex- we love excited it. for that. Do it, WWE. So that's kind of it for this week's NXT and NXT UK. Um, NXT is just such a fun. It's such a fun thing to watch right now you know the u.s yeah. version becoming a third brand of some sorts now and then the uk version just coming back with these i don't want to say fresh new talents but like talents that we haven't yeah, seen in a while fresh. yeah it feels fresh so i'm just very excited on what they're gonna do with it and i guess we should just move on let's go So for this week's SmackDown, we started uh, we started things off with a delicious, you know, talk show, a moment of bliss. So, um, Jiggy, would you like to start? Okay. Um. So it's actually a rainy Saturday afternoon right now over here. Oh yeah. And if you hear the rain, I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> okay. But when it comes to the to the moment of bliss. When it comes to the moment of the segment itself, I think it was very... I like the fact that Alexa already acknowledges that there is something wrong with her. Because, like, you know how in the past she would be like, oh, I'm still Alexa Bliss. But now she's just like, oh, I don't know what's happening to me, but I'm changing, something like that. And I also love how she was, like, still, I know, she was, like, she was, like, um, stirring the pot, telling Nikki, like, you haven't beaten Bailey ever since last year. And I'm like, bitch, exactly. Why is she yeah. getting another title opportunity? But guess what? I mean, with the with how the SmackDown women's right now, who else could you put there? You know, like as much as we want Naomi or Tamina or even Lacey, um, there's just not it's not a strong booking for them right now. And so, you know, um, the typical moment of Bliss things, um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross having their, I don't say typical, but their usual, but their usual interaction with each other. And Lacey Evans came out and Lacey Evans as a heel over Lacey Evans as a face any day. Like she just shines as a heel. Like she's such a, I really like her 
No, it's not really a 50s vibe, but it's more of like a very classy and like, I would say old school deal when it comes to, and her Southern accent definitely adds to that. And I really uh-huh. love it. And, you know, she even brought up the fact that oh, you haven't beaten Bailey. I'm a bit surprised that she did it. I'm a bit surprised she didn't bring up the fact that she has beaten Bailey. Like, granted, it's not for the title, but a win is a win. And, you know, I think more of the interesting stuff did happen during the match and after the match. But overall, this was a good kind of kickoff of what was to come on the SmackDown. Agreed. Okay, so for my take, it's honestly the same because, you know, Alexa, um, she said that she can't explain what's happening. Um, she just knows that something's changing in her. And, you know, we get to see more of that after the match between Lacey and Nikki Cross. So we'll talk about that later on. But, yeah, I also want to bring up, like, I really love Lacey's heel, heel work. Um, she, she's giving me, like, old school Hollywood vibes. Like, you know, those old school actresses. Um, with those Marilyn Monroe inspired like, um, what do you call this? Yeah, um, like characters. Was, you know those those mm-hmm. types of gimmicks, and uh, I'm really into it. I vibe with her more as a heel, um, but I vibe with her as a face if she brings up the fact that she was a former Marine. But now she doesn't say that as much. She just says that she's like a, like the sassy Southern Belle. So you know, I'm still buying it. So yeah, girl. Okay, let's. Um, let's talk about that part where Nikki Cross took her handkerchief and like blew her nose. Oh my god, girl! She blew her nose into the mic, and I was like, "It was fun. It's a bit yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. It's different, but like you know, at the same time, I kind of cringe because like I was gross. I didn't cringe because it was bad. It was gross." You know, it was gross. So it it did it did some points. I'll give them yeah that. yeah that's the, that's the point. So yeah, that's all I have to say for this segment. So moving on to the match itself, because Nikki Cross and Lacey Evans were booked for this match, and personally, I, I'll go first because like I don't really have much to say. It's a it's a decent match, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's not anything special. It's just your usual SmackDown. Um, women's match you know there's nothing too surprising unless you know it's the main event which it wasn't so you know we weren't looking forward to it but at the same time it just needed to happen to further the storyline but the only thing I remember most was Alexa's spot in the end when Lacey I don't know what she said but she said something something the fiend and then Alexa was like oh (laughs) girl Alexa was like bitch let me look to the sky let me let me look look at you. Let me let get me, you. <laughs> let me snatch your wig, and she just delivered the sister Abigail again in the same place yeah. as last week. And honestly, this whole storyline right now is just proving how good of an actress Alexa Bliss is. Like you can't take that away from. Her. That's something that you can't take away from her. Like you know, people clock her wrestling skills, even though her wrestling skills aren't even that bad. They're actually good. But what stands out from her is her character work and her um, acting skills. And that's something that not everyone has. It, that's already a given. What about you? So, actually, before talking about the match, I completely forgot this one part of the of the segment that I forgot to bring up, which I think was pretty cool, in my opinion. Um, um, Lacey Evans pointed out, was like, Nikki Cross has, yeah, that she has no mean streak. And I'm like, girl, 
Well, Nikki's gonna snatch your wig now because like we all know Nikki Ross's crazy side. <laughs> we love to see it. It was like it was a good it was a good thing to bring up. And then when it comes to the match specifically, yeah, it may be typical, but I think there are some I don't know, personally there are some spots there that I haven't really seen as much from those women. Like um first and foremost, the finish of the match where um correct me if I'm wrong, Nikki crossed oh, yeah. in a suplex and then she transitioned into the purge. That was pretty yeah. cool to see. And, you know, Lacey Evans, she usually does her moonsaults, but that's the first time I saw her do a standing moonsault. That was pretty cool. I'll, I'll yeah, be honest yeah. with you. That was pretty cool. And, you know, but this was kind of overshadowed by that ending where Alexa Bliss exactly. hit, the, hit the sister Abigail to Lacey. But that, again, proves my point. Um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Bailey more later on, but where does Bailey fit in all of this with the Alexa and Nikki shenanigans? Like, they're kind of just throwing her to the Uh side. That's just my big concern. Well, with that said, um, you know, this whole Alexa gimmick change is definitely coming soon. So, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Like, is she still going to be, like, affiliated with The Fiend? Or is she still going to be, like, her own character? What do you think? I honestly don't even know. Same. I feel like she's in some way, but yeah, I feel like their alter egos will interact with Bray Wyatt and Alexa. Yeah, that's what I think. All right, all right, more of the same. Like, I don't know where this is going, but I know that it's it has me attention, it has me attention. That's just what I can say. So, with that said, do you have anything else to add for this matchup and the storyline? Nothing much. All right. So, whew, this next um, this next segment, because that was the only women's match that we got this week on SmackDown. The next segment, the return of the boss, the what? blueprint, the standard, and the injured neck legend. Oh, my God. Invented neck braces. Um, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is back after surprisingly two weeks after Period. the attack. Which I am really surprised about. I thought, yeah, same. I thought she'd be back after like a month, considering like um, what do you call this? The the intensity of the attack by Bailey. She would have been gone for like I don't know a month or so, but she's back. She's still here. So, would you like to start off with your thoughts on this interview? Well, person like. You just saw like the more, more of emotional side of Sasha Banks, and you know, um, I do vibe with her much as a heel. Better, I vibe with her more as a heel. But Sasha Banks is Sasha Banks. She'll always be phenomenal. She'll always be a great wrestler, and even in acting, like that was pretty good. Like honestly, like I believed every word that she said. I'm a bit surprised uh-huh. that she did come back this early, but um. And, you know, with the whole Bailey attacking her at the end, that was so amazing. But Bailey's outfit, that was probably the best thing Bailey has worn ever. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to put it out there. That's, probably, <laughs> that's Bailey's best outfit. That's Bailey's best outfit. I loved it. I love to see it. Like, it worked yeah. for her in all aspects. And I was a bit confused of why Sasha Banks was in the performance center. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's like is it there? Like, where they were... Like the training of WWE, like I don't, I, I I don't get why she was in the performance center. Like 
I don't know, like, does she have therapy over there or something? I hope they addressed it more because, like, yeah. I expected her to be in the Amway Center if ever. So, like, it was just a bit odd to me. But overall, this segment delivered and it kind of put the kind of put the Sasha Bailey story on hold. And I hope it's not on hold for very long. <laughs> yeah, because, like, we, it's been on hold for, like, years. So now that it's finally happening, they can't just, like, push it back like another year or so because like that's just teasing the fans too much okay so my on my, in my perspective um i saw people clocking sasha for her acting here just mainly because um you know the part where she was like you know like it it seemed like she was about to cry and then her voice was breaking mm-hmm. but like you know no tears came out but i feel like um, like personally, if you're a Sasha Stan, like if you follow her career and you understand the person that she is outside of her character, um, you know that she's not a super emotional person, except when it comes to like things she's passionate about, like wrestling. And you know, this is a storyline, so I feel like it wasn't her it wasn't in her to be like like, you know, crying and all of that. Like lay cool vibes, you know, like when Lay Cool broke up, they were like like, really sad and all of that. But, you know, this is Sasha Banks. This is someone else. So, I don't know. I just want people to take that into consideration. But in terms of, like, the things she was, the things that she was saying, I was really buying everything, every single word that came out of her mouth. Um, I'm not sure exactly. if people noticed this, but her hands were literally shaking. And I don't know if that was intentional yes. or if she was nervous. But, like, you know, speaking while your hands are shaking and you're, saying something like personal about a friend of yours who like stabbed you in the back um you know it just feels so genuine and authentic and like people might clock her for it but i personally felt the emotions that she was selling to me and like i loved it so much and like this whole promo it's just making me hyped up for um the sasha and billy storyline even more and like the moment sasha banks was like i'm coming for that smackdown women's title bailey comes out right after that Perfect. I love it. Period. But I will say Period. for the for the attack, I was real I really thought Bailey was gonna step on the chair when it was like wrap around Sasha's neck. Cause like I don't know, it it would add more intensity, you know, but I was surprised that she just let Sasha like, you know, or I mean I mean let the medical staff like prevent her from doing so. You know? See it was kinda of, it was kinda of weird. Like I w- I would want to see her attack Sasha a bit more because all Sasha got was a chair to the back and that's it. So you know. I live for it though. A bit more. Yeah, I live for it though. But you know, if she you know did the additional attack, I would live for it even more. Like I'd gag. But yeah, they can't they can't give us too much um, you know, brawls before the actual match because like our interest might deteriorate but at the same time we love it either way so yeah that's all you have to yes. say i'm so ready i'm so i'm so ready do you have anything else to say nothing much all right so um we have another another video package for this secret woman and this time she was like behind this um, what are those called? It's like those things in the dressing rooms. Um, yes, it's like a changing something. The changing station thingy, you know. Changing station, there we go. Yeah, changing station, let's call it that. And, you know, she was yeah. wearing her heels, she was wearing her dress. But at the end, um, whoever this lady was, but I'm pretty sure I know who it is, um, she turned around and, like, you can kind of see, like, uh, I think I, I saw the eyes and I saw the nose and girl. 
I'm just gonna put it out there. It's a hundred percent Carmela. Like I know her facial structure. Like it has to be her. If it's not her, imagine. Girl, if, I don't know. Imagine if WWE swerves us, and then it's actually Lazy Von Eric JK. Um, but like, <laughs> we can dream. No, but like, I don't what know. Do it's just. At this point, it's just pretty obvious. I'm a bit surprised of how revealing it got there. Like, you know, um, in the dressing room. It did see her without without a bra. And you can see her breast just hanging there. I'm a bit surprised that WWE let that slide. Because, you know what? I don't even know if they're a PG show still or TV14. It's just a bit confusing <laughs> okay. in that part. Like, I'm just a bit surprised that this was a bit like, you know, it was thrown out there. Although... You know, it was sweet. It was a moment. And every week, we just get more and more, get to see more and more of this woman who is probably Carmella. And I just hope this, this is a hint that Carmella gets a big push if or whoever this woman is gets a big push. And, you know, she gets she gets something out of it. Like, I just don't want them to just, like, throw it out of the window. Same, same. Because, like, you know, we love seeing, like, I mean, for me personally, I love seeing these characters that are very um, diva-esque or, like, embracing femininity, you know, because femi- femininity doesn't um, equate to weakness or, what do you call this, vulnerability, you know? You can be feminine, yes. but at the same time, you can show and you can, like, deliver, you know? We've seen that with, um, who do we consider a very feminine um, character? Hmm. Trish Stratus. Okay. Yeah, Trish Stratus. There, you know. You can put that yeah. in the era. Like, you can see exactly. a lot of that. But yeah, if know. right now, I mean, Charlotte's pretty feminine, let's be real. True. With, like, her moves that, you know, and, like, she does mm-hmm. flips, too. Even what her else? gear. Yeah, her gear, too. But, you know, I just want to, like, let it be known if there are any people who are, like, hating this character just because it's very diva. This doesn't mean that you know, Carmella, if it's if it is Carmella. It doesn't mean that she's gonna have like a really basic move set, you know, because there's like that stigma around it. But you know, just to let you guys know, they can always deliver. Like, okay, no divas will always Exactly. I don't understand the hate sometimes towards the diva era, because like they work just as hard. Okay, another another that's a different topic. But do you have anything else to add for this secret woman? Nah. Okay, because I do. Um, oh. <laughs> um, it's, okay. not, it's, it's not... It's definitely Carmella. But this woman I'm going to bring up, it's not going to be her. But I, wanna, I do want to address this rumor that I've seen. The first thing oh, oh that I God. saw I, I when think, I woke up. I think you, it's the same yeah, thing. It's the same, it's the, yeah. Okay, so when I woke up... Because um, I'm subscribed to this YouTube channel called Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I love Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Hey, they're, they're like they're like my number one wrestling news source. So there's this video entitled um, a video of theirs entitled uh, Four or Five Time Champion um, Signs with the Company." And I was like, oh, whenever they do these stuff, it's always like someone um, I already know or like. It's probably a guy, you know, like, I don't, you know, I don't watch men's wrestling that much, but I was like, sure, let's watch the video. And the moment I saw Trish, Lita, and Beth, I was like, wait, is this going to be a female legend returning? And I was like, who are the five-time women's champions? And I was like, it, I was like, it has to be Melina. It has to be. But I, I was like really skeptical about it. But like, 
Girl. So let's address it. Melina apparently signs with a company. What do we think? I am so here for it. I've seen all of the rumors. I've seen all of the rumors and all. Apparently, they wanted her for Royal Rumble 2020, but she had really? an exclusive contract. Yeah, but she had an exclusive contract with NWA at the time, so she can't. She couldn't do it. So I'm so excited. I don't know what they're gonna do with her. I hope they treat her with i hope the leader as a legend and i hope you know like what i said from before team up with mickey james but at the same time yeah, smackdown is kind of, but at the same time smackdown is kind of lacking women right now so anywhere she goes she's gonna slay girl melina's melina <laughs> this is so like i always see like tweets from people on my feed where people are like I want to see Sasha and Melina back in, together in the ring. I want to see Melina with Charlotte. I want to see Melina back in WWE. And I will, I'll always say, like, I want to see that as well. But, like, girl, let's be honest. She's not going to be here anytime soon. Because I know that she was with NWA, right? So I was like, this, this yeah, can't but, happen. Oh, that's true. But, like, oh, what right happened? Now. What yes. happened? What happened? Did she, like, leave the company? Or is Her NWA contract just expired. And and the NWA, oh. it just expired. And I don't. I think WWE is the only country, the country, the only country, only company country. who has that like <laughs> no compete clause or anything. So like, you know, she was like, oh, another opportunity. I'll sign it. It's also real for me since like, I've at the years I've watched wrestling, I've only gotten to see in legit the last year of Melina's career, and that was a bit sad oh my God. because yeah, but it she was, was a bit sad. Black gear. Mm-hmm. that oh was a bit God. sad where she was jobbing but uh-huh. like you know I loved her matches in the past and it's not mentioned a lot but she did, she did participate in the first and two gimmick matches the I quit match and the false count anywhere match yes period so like whenever WWE says this is the first blah 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 blah, blah. no Melina did it first no exactly. no Melina did it first with Beth and Mickey James so like I'm so happy and I hope Seeing how WWE has been treating Mickey James for a while, I mean, like as of late, I hope this is this is hope that they are gonna treat Same. Melina as well. Same sentiment. Okay. And, and they better. They better. I don't want. I don't want them to be like she's a five-time women's champion. Treat her like one then. Okay. Treat oh my god! Like I just realized something. I, I'm just What's imagining. Something. Can you imagine? Okay, hypothetically, in a perfect world. Where Melina and Nikki James won the tag titles, and then they go to NXT, then it's gonna be Beth Phoenix commentating. <gasps> Chills. Oh my, and, and they face. Oh my oh god! My Imagine god. if they face Team Ninja. Oh my god, oh, girl. man, girl, everyone's gonna be flying everywhere. <laughs> I have so much chills right now. All right, but let's not get ahead, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. with that said, do you have anything else to add for this week's SmackDown? Nothing much. All right, so let's jump right into our special spotlight for this week. So for this week's special spotlight, we have someone that you guys might be more familiar with. And, you know, some of us, we all know Impact Wrestling has had a big hire, a big amount of hiring of women in the past few months. You know, we saw Diana Perrazzo, Kylie Ray, Tasha Steeles, and this woman is also a bit newer to Impact Wrestling. But you may know her as Abby Late from to us and also in WWE for quite some time. 
most notably for the Mae Young Classic, but she is Kimberly in Impact Wrestling. And Troy, you're the one who actually suggested this. So what can you say about her? All right. So I was, you know, Abby Lee or slash Kimberly. Abby Lee. Um, she's actually, yeah, Abby Lee, girl. Okay, so she was actually someone I've been like um, considering for our special spotlight. Like, you know, she's like one of those that I'm already willing to bring up. Because I want to talk about her so much. All right, so before I before I talk about her, I really want to say thank you so much to the Mayon Classic because like that is what opened me yes. to the world of independent wrestling. You know, it's something that I haven't understood because I thought wrestling before was just WWE and TNA. So yeah, with that said, into the Mayon Classic. Um, most of these girls I haven't seen yet, but when I saw, okay, firstly. Um, her match with Jazzy Gabbard in the first round, it was great. It was definitely great. She was the yes. underdog. Um, you know, Jazzy Gabbard, you know, she's really tall. She's also known as alpha female outside of WWE. And, like, you know, she's such a force to be reckoned with. And the, the, way, um, the way that Abby Lace or Kimberly, I'll just call her Kimberly, the way Kimberly, you know, won the match, it kind of built her up as a strong baby face. But I feel like the match that got me so invested with her was her second round match with Rachel Evers, aka Rachel Evers. Mm, yes. Like personally, it's an underrated match. Like if you guys haven't seen that match, you guys have to watch it. It's really good. Like the the fans were so hyped for it, even though they were both faces technically. And you know there are so much iconic spots. Like I remember. Um, uh, Abby Lath did a Swanton Bomb. Um, Rachel did an Avalanche Power Slam. Abby did a Suicide. It was so fast-paced. And I love seeing seeing them like go like that. You know? What was that? I, I, I should rewatch the Mae Young. I honestly should rewatch the Mae Young class. I don't remember a lot of the matches. Like, I should rewatch uh-huh. it. I should, I should just rewatch it the second I get the network. Add parents. Give it to me on my birthday. <laughs> Come on, do it, bitches. <laughs> but legit, like people don't talk about Kimberly versus Rachel Evers too, like enough, rather enough. They don't talk about it enough. Like personally, it's one of the best matches off of the first Mayan Classic. Like that's just my opinion. But after the Mayan Classic, she was actually signed to the company, which I believe is because you know she was able to show what she got in the Mayan Classic, and you know the fans were eating her up before she lost. To I believe Mercedes, if I'm Mercedes, correct. Mercedes, Mercedes. All right, before she lost to Mercedes, the third round, third round, yeah. But you know, it shows that WWE trusted her with her abilities and all of that, so they signed her. But unfortunately, um, she got released without being used at all. She was in a battle royal, but like for a filler, which was really sad. So when she got released, I was like, oh, that sucks, because like, um, I was really invested in seeing what she could do in NXT because I know that she has that but I will say I'm really happy that even though she's not with NXT she's still um, signed is she signed? I believe she is to she is signed I believe she is alright so I'm happy that she's still with one of the major companies because at least then um, the mainstream wrestling community can still you know get to see her even though she's still being used as like Deanna Perrazzo's like assistant you know mm-hmm. in that kind of role but you know I love her so Best of luck to her in her career, and I hope we see her in the WWE very soon. What about you? So, yeah, I didn't really, besides the Mayan Classic, I don't know much about Abby Litz or Kimberly's work. And But although I, 
except for Impact, might I add. And, you know, I, re- I, I honestly love what Impact is doing in general and how they're treating her as, like, Diana's sidekick and the other classy girl. Because, like, we all know Diana Perrazzo, the virtuosa, yeah. she has, like, this old-school um, classy gimmick. And, you know... I just find it okay. Just like not, not. I just love her matches and explosion. If you watch TNA Explosion, it's just TNA Explosion. In the hindsight, is just like the main event of TNA of Impact. I mean, and then she has a couple of matches there with like Katie Forbes, with like other women, and I think that's where she really gets to show her talent. And I really like. Just I I said it before when we talked about Diana. But I really like what Impact is doing right now with the women's division. And I'm just a bit puzzled because at this point, girl, legit, everyone has a tag team, yet there are no tag titles. What are yeah. they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Although her Swanton bomb, I love it. I love it. Period. Well, that's kind of that's kind of all I have <laughs> to say about Kimberly, to be completely honest. Not that a lot, Definitely. but yes. How about you? Yeah, but like... Well, yeah, that's all we have to say because, like, you know, I, I understand her talents and it's just a shame that we weren't able to see it in WWE as much. But, yeah, that's all I have to say for Kimberly. And with that the said, best. let's jump right the into... The best has yet to come for her. Definitely. And with that said, let's jump right into the AEW side of wrestling. So, on to AEW. AEW, where we usually, we have the usual dark and dynamite, and dark. And for this week's dark, I honestly really love. I don't know why, but I personally love this dark. It's one of my favorite episodes in the dark in the past few weeks that we have covered. Because we love all and, of them. Period. And let's get into that more later on. I'm gonna state why I love this the episode of dark so much. So to start off, we got. Was this an opening match? I believe it was. It was. It was the I'm opening. Pretty sure it was. Okay, good. We got Brandy Rhodes up against Red Velvet. So I have a lot of things to say. So I just want you to go first because I might like overthrow your <laughs> or something. It's, it's all. It's all right. I, I I actually have a few things only, and um most of them are about Red Velvet as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, first and foremost, Red Velvet has new gear. Period. Period. Like it was a sparkling glittery red like you know it's still red but you know it's red she's red velvet so you can't take that away from her and you know her character i'm still i still i'm in love and i really want to see her more so um yeah all i wrote down here was like she's such a star you know um i kind it kind of makes me really sad to see her being used as a jobber or an an, uh, an enhancement talent considering how talented that she is like you know um, that, those splits that she does, um, they're just so amazing. It just shows how athletic she is. And, you know, we need more of those in the women's division in AEW. Not that we're lacking any, because a lot of them are, you know, really athletic. But, you know, Red Velvet can definitely um, live up to, like, what they're giving us. So I really hope we get to see her as a signed competitor. And, yeah, that's all I have to say about like red velvet but in terms of the match you know it was pretty average brandy won with a sleeper hold oh my god i forgot anna j came out of nowhere oh my god queen of queen of leather pants girl i I love it it looks that was the most good in her true oh my god it looks so good in her like leather pants you can never go wrong with leather with leather pants love it so much girl period reminded me of like io shirai when she turned heel Ooh. right though when she was wearing all black 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the first thing that I remembered. But yeah, Brandy winning with a sleeper hold, it was a cute tease to their match in Dynamite two weeks. No, one week from now. Next week. Next week. There we go. Yes. But yeah, I want to see more Red Velvet. That's all I have to say. So when it comes to the match itself, yeah, it was a pretty average match. But although, like what I said earlier, this is one of my favorite dark episodes in a while because... All of these three matches, even though um, we all know who's going to win, because unfortunately, the other half of the side, the other side of things, like it's AEW signed talent against enhancement talent. So we all know exactly. who's going to win. We all know. But, 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 but I love how each match here had their own little story going on, despite them not having a storyline. Like this Brandy versus Red Velvet one. This entire match, Brandy was kind of teasing Red Velvet. Like, she's like, oh, you're like Lil Brand Brand or something. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, especially at the start. <laughs> the start. She was like, oh, you're my, you're my action figure. <laughs> it was pretty cut. Cu- it was cute. It was amazing. And, you know, it was like more of the same with me with Brandy Rhodes. The same, I don't, like the same things to say about, like, she's probably supposed to be the face in this situation. But her, the tactics are just so healy. And, you know, um, AEW is a bit more fluid when it comes to face versus heels. It's, it's kind of more of like, whatever your character is, that's your character. You don't have to be a face or a heel. But um, in moments where we have to feel sympathy for Brandy, like, you know, we're supposedly to feel sympathy for her watching basically her entire family get attacked by the Dark Order. And, you know, I just, I don't feel it though, but Brandy Rhodes' wrestling has improved so much. And yeah. this, because, you know, we, although we got to see it in the tag tournament, this is one of the first few single matches, singles matches we have seen of hers. And I just hope they capitalize it on more because she has, you know, she has some places to go. And I hope, I know that her match with Anna is going to serve, considering it's only one of few matches next week. So, uh-huh. yes. So up next in dark, we have another one-on-one match with Penelope Ford going up against Danny Jordan. So Troy, may I please fangirl over this match? I know that you love Danny Jordan really, like, massively. So, like, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so just like what I said earlier, these matches have their little stories. And I'm so happy, you know, Kip Sabian looking through the freaking burn book was such a mood. I loved it so much. And I Same. also love legit everything about this match i just love like even from the commentator because i love it when commentators like they kind of like break kayfabe in some in some way and they kind of did because they're like okay who are we supposed to root for there's a super bad girl going up against the real mean girl like who are we supposed to root for i love how they were like having a little debate of who they were trying uh-huh. to root yeah. for over there. it was cute and then like girl the peak the match, it's, I mean, the match was, you know, these two women will always serve. It was a pretty, although it was a decent match, but, you know, it's nothing excruciating as, you know, it's, it's, a, it's AEW dark, but the peak of the match where, where Penelope Ford just gets the page, her page in the burn book, and then it all says yeah, all of that. Oh my God. Girl, oh my God. I remember it's like, wait, let me, let me think. Okay. So there are a couple of things. Okay, there was a Mean Girls reference and then a very Penelope thing and like, I don't know, something like that. So, but the two notable things that I remember seeing there is technically good physique, which was from the original Mean Girls movie. So I'm like, period, yes, we love Mean Girls. We mean love Girls, that. best movie, best musical. If you know the musical, if you haven't watched it, listen to the soundtrack. 
and you know um and she even put there too much pda and Penelope ford snapped girl, girl she snapped <laughs> she just ripped the page and she just attacked everyone and then you know fisherman suplex one two three i also love the fact that you know she didn't really have the best bridge because danny jordan was kind of working on her back so it was good subtle yeah. storytelling over there so yeah i just really love this match i love both of these women ah yes period <laughs> that was a lot no it's fine um actually i have like really similar thoughts um first of all I want to talk about Kip Sabian, like those pants. I really, it, it looks amazing. Like if I saw those, saw those like in a store, like I'd I'd buy it a hundred percent. Like those white with like those patterns. Mm-hmm. I would wear it, but I wouldn't I, I it. would. <laughs> Honestly, same. But like you know, whatever. It, I feel like I just like it because Kip looked good in it. I don't know. Oh, that's just me. It's that's just, just so me cool. liking Kip. Girl. Anyway, Penelope's gonna hit my ass, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we love Penelope. We love Penelope so much, especially in this match. I get, the, I, I know, I see that. Um, you love seeing her fisherman suplex, but personally, I want to talk about that matrix evasion she did with yes, the stunner. I forgot about oh it. My, oh. That was so fast, like girl. Like Period. my back hurts thinking about it. Like she does a back bend and then she goes up and hits a stunner. Girl. Stone cold. Take notes. Take. Ooh. Oh, sweetie. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. (laughs) But, oh, my God. It's so amazing as to how athletic she is and how she um, incorporates that into her moveset. But, yeah. Fisherman suplex, bridge, period. That's all I have to say. I love her. Period. So, do you have any more thoughts about this iconic, dare I say, match? None much. So, let's move on. Okay, so on to the last match of AEW Dark, we got a tag team match where Diamante and Ivelisse went up against Skyrim Moore and Rache Chanel. So Troy, you start off. You why don't you start us off with this match? All right, so um, this is me always fangirling over the non, um, the non-signed contract like <laughs> women. So this is just another one. Um, Skyler Moore, you know, I'm fine with her. I'm not gagging, but like, you know, I like her gimmick. You know, she's one of those diva esque characters. But if you want to talk about diva esque girl, you have to talk about Miss Rache Chanel. Smooch. I not to cut you off, but like, girl, that little post that they did in the entrance ramp, I'm like, that is so iconic. Yeah. Like, oh, I quiet. I, I just love Rache Chanel so much. Like, she's so committed to her character, like, from the moment she walks out to, like, the moment she enters the ring. And then she, like, you know that pose where she raises her bag, like, in the air mm-hmm. and then she lies down <laughs> on the floor? I, love, I, just, I just love that so much. I love her, like, 100%. Like, I want to see her in the like say main roster no not main roster but like i want to see her get signed so bad yes i just love her that much but you know they're going against ivelisse and diamante and it's not like they're gonna beat them let's be honest they're really ra- like troche and skyler was a random tag team so we know they're not gonna win mm-hmm. but yeah um it's your typical tag team match there were hot tags and there were like parts where you know they prevent their opponent from reaching their partner but yeah, Elise and Diamante, I'm happy that AEW is not forgetting that they're a tag team. You know, especially last week with... Or was it last week? Oh, it was this week. Um, Later on in Dynamite, you know, Elise faced Thunder Rosa for the title. Um, it's good that even though they're giving her that solo 
match, we're not forgetting the fact that Ivelisse is still with Diamante as a tag team. So that's great. Yes. And, you know, their tag team finisher, you know, it's, it also proves that they're still a tag team and not two separate wrestlers, you know, just hanging out for the fun of it. But yeah, not Rache part of Chanel. Fun of it. I love Rache Chanel. Rache Chanel. Period. Rache Chanel. I love it. So. I love period. her so much. But yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't even know if Diamante and Ivelisse are officially signed because I don't know. My basis of it is number one, Wikipedia. I know that's not a reliable source, but it's Wikipedia. But like the second one is um is when they have like those posts of like Tay Conti, Tai Conti is Al Elite or something like that. I haven't seen an, oh, yeah. a Diamante and Ivelisse version of that. So I'm like, okay, I don't wanna I don't wanna have my hopes up and all. But you know what this matches up, it was pretty solid. Skylar and Roche, um, you know, those people not a lot know those women and they're getting their coins even during this pandemic. I love to see it. Truly and Diamante, it. I just I just love Diamante and Ivelisse's tag team. I love uh-huh. I love them as a tag team so much because um, you know, they're they're really hard hitting, which is not a lot when you think of tag teams of in women's wrestling right yeah. now in mainstream in the main in mainstream wrestling i mean sure naya jackson shayna are two really hard-hitting women but, but like you know me. since yeah and they're like and they're like i oh know they're like they're not really like a team they're more they do like their own things but when yeah evil lisa and diamante does their tag moves it's so hard-hitting and i and then i, I low-key cringe because like no not not in a bad way but i'm just like oh that hurts so much like it's something yeah. like that Understood. It's that hard hitting, and you know, I'm so happy AEW hasn't forgotten about them. Even though, if they're not signed, I don't really know if they're not. But I, I have high hopes for them. I think they can do a lot of great things for the women's division. So, do you have Same. any more things to talk about with the dark? Sign Rache Chanel. Sign Rache. Sign Chanel. all of the enhancement talents. They're Actually, yeah, sign, sign Red Velvet too. Sign Danny all Jordan. Of them. Sign Skyler Skyler Moore. All of them. Sign Cedric Golden. Who else? That's all I can think of. Evilise and Diamante. Sign them. Oh, very good. Evilise and Diamante. Period. Okay, so I guess we should we should just move on to Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Because ah ah ah, the stars tonight. I'm surprised. I- haven't made that joke in the show yet so yeah up next we got aew dynamite where we only got one women's match but it was such a serve so that it's kind of like becoming a trend here in aew i'm happy though because before women would have zero matches on dynamite so exactly so thunder rosa went up against evilies for the nwa women's championship which is pretty much unheard of at this point since you know I think this is the first time AEW has defended a championship that's not from them. So it, it was pretty cool to see. So how about you, Troy? I have what do you what can you say about this match? All right. So this was a great match, especially for AEW standards for women's matches. Like, you know, the reason why we don't vibe with a lot of the women's matches is because we don't get a lot, you know, so it's not always consistent for us to be interested in. But at least finally now, I, I don't know if they're listening to us or if they just realize that, um, you know, that they're not paying attention to their women's division as much. But, you know, this match showed that their women's division can definitely deliver. Ivelisse, Thunder Rosa, 
both amazing athletes. And like last week, I already called it that this was going to be a great match. And that is exactly what it was. Like, you know, there were honestly a lot of close finishes. Like, yes. times when you expect the match to end, but suddenly one of them kicks out or like a rope break or whatever. And, you know, I really love those because like it's so intense and like you're so invested to see what the hell happens next. But yeah, girl, Thunder Rosa with a tombstone. Undertaker, take notes. Take notes. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No I'm kidding. <laughs> we're we're no coming comment. for the men. Yeah, no comment. No comment. But yeah, girl, I want to see more of these matches from the women's division in AEW Dynamite. And it's just not happening because of, you know, AEW themselves. It's not on the women. It's not on the talent. It's on for how sure. they're being treated. And, you know, that's something that we all know happens in a lot of um, times in other companies like WWE in the Divas era. It's all it's almost like that. You know, it's that vibe. And you know, seeing Ivelisse and Thunder Rosa show us that they have the talent that the women's division has, it's great. It's great. Period. That's all. Okay. So with me, I found it very interesting that this match got heated. Because I don't know if you've seen the backstage reports, but it was reported what that happened? Thunder Rosa and Ivelisse were actually throwing real strikes at each other during the match. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah, because Ivelisse actually no-sold one of her submissions. And I'm like, I'm like, where? But then when I saw the clip on Twitter, I'm like, oh shit, she did no-sell it. Well, no um, words. Chad. No words. <laughs> no words. Um, I find it really interesting, though, because we don't necessarily see this a lot with women. So I'm like, hmm, yeah, something different. And I also love how the fact that all of the women are all of the women represented in this match slash segment with the with the segment later on. Um, all of them are they're not all American. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it was that, a bit it was like rude. a little like close of like representation and all, especially uh-huh. the fact that you know. You have a Cuban and Diamante, Puerto Rican and Ivelisse, and Mexican and Thunder Rosa. And it is Hispanic Hispanic Month or something. Okay, Heritage don't come for me. Hispanic Heritage Month. There we go. Don't come for me that I didn't know who that was for that first. So it was pretty cool to see it. And, you know, this match, as you said, has had a lot of close calls. Thunder Rosa, I think, ever since Thunder Rosa came to AEW, that is when, like, I would say things have, like, kind of like gotten better for the women and you know what i'm 100 here for it if that means that the women are gonna have more consistent consistent time in television and i love how that they're somewhat giving evilise and diamante the spotlight since girl they just want a tournament so like girl what the hell you, you shouldn't yeah. like give them nothing like exactly. it's something and it was a very hard hitting match but these women are very hard hitting and you can tell. I don't know if it was because it was a heated match, but it was a great match. AEW, though, I want to see more than one women's match in AEW in Dynamite. Exactly. So, yes. So, do you have any more? Th- oh, oh, we didn't even talk about what happened at the end of the match. So, at the end of the match, oh, Diamante, yeah. Diamante actually attacked Thunder Rosa, and then out comes Hikaru Shida attacking all of them and giving the end of the, and helping Thunder Rosa with it. So, what can you say about it, Troy? It's interesting that they're still showing us that Hikaru Shida is that type of champion that um, she's the typical face that's like, um, we're not exactly on good terms, but I respect you as a competitor. You know, it's that vibe. And I love seeing that. That's all. 
I love this reason to, you know, they're going to have a tag match and we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it gives us a reason for the storyline. That's all. I mean, Ikara Shida just, it's nice. Okay, it's time to sad, but it's nice to see her on Dynamite. And, you know, legit in the past month in August, we legit did not see her, like, at all. Like, only a couple of times. Exactly. So, like, girl, it's just nice to see Ikara Shida. Like she's she's a star. She's one of the best wrestlers of the day, and I hope AEW doesn't really screw up her title run. So with that okay. being said, we had a couple of announcements of like what's gonna happen next week. So um, for those who don't know, AEW will actually have two dynamites next week. A one one the regular dynamite every Wednesday or Thursday Wednesday for us in the Philippines, and a dynamite on Tuesday. Tuesday, and it's only one. It's a special one-hour dynamite where we're actually gonna where we're actually gonna get one women's match. It's Anna J going up against Brandy Rhodes. So we have some little predictions here, Troy. Who do you think is gonna win? I actually don't know. I feel like um I might have to say Brandy, or no, I'm not sure. Maybe Anna. Anna. Okay, I'll go fifty-fifty. Anna J could win because I feel like. I can't be might interfere might Ooh. like it's just a feeling you know like she she'll help her out because Tai Conti hasn't signed with the Dark Order right so this could be she her way not. of like confirming that yes I'm joining you girl and then that happens but I also feel like Brandy could win but yeah 50-50 honestly more of the same I'm really troubled when it comes to this match because I don't really know who's going to win. I think this match is going to be great. I'm a bit surprised that we're getting it this early. But at the same time, how long are you going to drag this for? Yeah. So I'm happy that they're going to have this match already. Especially in a card where there's only three matches, I believe. Um, You know, as of now, there's three announced matches. So I'm so happy they're going to get that time. And I... Th- Okay, it's more of the same, 50-50, but I'm leaning, if I if it were up to me, I'm leaning towards Anna Jay winning because I think this will be the match uh-huh. which propels her as a, as a big star because, yeah, you know, Brandy Rhodes may not be as someone who is known for her wrestling skills, but she is still one of the authority figures of AEW yeah. on screen and off screen, so that would be such a big win for her. But that is not the only match that was teased. Next week, we're actually going to have a tag match, as we say that, with Hikaru Shida teaming up with Thunder Rosa up against Diamante and Ivelisse. So I honestly I honestly don't even know who's going to win this match. I would say the champions, but, Same. you know. But, you know, I was kind of like, let down because I at first I thought they were going to have the championships on the line because that, that would have been the closest thing that they had to tag team championships. So that would have been pretty cool because like, you uh-huh. know how DNA does that and all and even like WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been like a good throw back to that. And I don't even know what's going to happen in this match. You know, Hikaru Shida, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like Asuka and Raw, but like, it's a bit Asuka and Yoshirai, but this one's messier. Like, you don't really know who's going to challenge for the championship. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really know what they're doing with her. And it's a bit of a, it's, it's a letdown. But you know what? Um, you know, AEW, as of late, has been producing quality women's matches. Now I want quality women's storylines. So please, yes. do something great with Agreed. this. So who do you think is going to win in this one? Personally, I have to go with um, Sheeta and Rosa. Rosa Mendes. 
<laughs> no, uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida mainly because they're the champions, and you don't want your champions to look weak, you know. But at the same time, Ivelisse and Diamante are like the winners of the tag tournament, so that's kind of I guess you could consider that as kind of like a championship. But you know, although it it will kind it might make Ivelisse and Diamante look a bit weak if they do lose because Ivelisse lost last week. You know, if she lost again next week, it w- it might affect her um, reputation as a wrestler. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm, no, I'm not confused. I just don't know who's winning. That's it. More of this. Same. So, with that being said, that has been episode six. Am I right? Episode six. Yeah, episode yes. six. six weeks of our making. podcast. Six weeks in the making. Woo! We love. And it. you know, this was women's wrestling. This is. It is. This has been the best time to be a women's wrestling fan. And you know what? Just keep on supporting. We're probably gonna do this for a very long time. Thank you we so much if you've made it this will. far. And. How about you, Charlie? Do you have something to say? <laughs> well, if you did make it this far, um, Jiggy and I tweeted about it last. Um, oh, we tweeted it out yesterday. Yesterday, but we're still gonna say yeah. it here. So, if you did make it this far, we wanna, uh, we would just wanna announce that we would love to get to know you guys in the women's wrestling fan community because you know, who else are we gonna have aside from each other? You know, people don't understand wrestling like the way we do. So if you guys are interested in, you know, maybe showing up here and there on our podcast for maybe an interview or maybe a review, it's all up to you. Don't be, a f- don't hesitate to approach us. We're not scammers. Is, uh, we're teenagers. We're teenagers. We're teenagers. Doing something what, out what of entertainment. Out of <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we would love to get to know you guys. Yes, guys. Um, also, if if we DM you, don't get scared because <laughs> we just might want to meet you in real and like in yeah, real so with that being said, if you need any more updates or women's wrestling stand account content every day, or if you just want to get to know me in general, I don't know if anyone does, but yes. <laughs> so you can follow me at JGPVP on Twitter. And if you want to see me fangirl for my love for the femme fatale Billy Gay, Billy you can follow Gay. me at Troy PVP Girl. We'll talk about that soon. But yeah, that's all. So thank you so much for listening. This has been such a fun ride with y'all. And you know what? We're just getting started. And let's see what, what let's see what the weeks bring us. Definitely. Thank you for listening. Thank you.